Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Over the rule. You cannot have a relationship with Allah if the nafs is the one that's winning. Right? Because remember, the nafs doesn't have, it has no connection with Allah. It doesn't want Quran. It's the Ruh who wants it. So if the Ruh is losing and the nafs is winning, how can you have a connection with Allah? The third thing I told you that the nafs loves is comfort. It loves to have luxury. Okay, it doesn't like struggle. It doesn't like jihad. And what is Hajj about? Hajj is about struggle. Okay, if it's a very hot, if it's very cold, it doesn't matter what your situation is. If you are doing your Hajj, follow the practices of Ibrahim whether you like it or not. Whether you're hungry, whether you're thirsty, it doesn't matter. Whether you have to sleep on the road, it doesn't matter. Whether you have to sleep on stones, it doesn't matter. If you have to go, go to Arafat, get there on time. Spend that day doing Zikr. Whether you are tired and exhausted, it doesn't matter. That's the whole point of Hajj. The point of Hajj with all of the things you have, to, you have to do in Hajj, the point is it takes away your comfort. You cannot think about yourself. You cannot think about your needs at that time. You only have to think about what has Allah told me to do. I'm tired, I'm exhausted, I'm hungry, but I still have to do it. It's taming your nafs. And what is the fourth thing I told you? The fourth thing is that the nafs loves to maximize the time it spends chasing dunya. <clears throat> now this introduces something in economics, which is called opportunity cost. Okay, now some of you might not have studied economics, but it's a very important uh, concept. I want you to understand it. It's called opportunity cost. What opportunity cost means <clears throat> is that every time you choose to do something, there is an opportunity that you are losing. And that opportunity you have lost, that is the opportunity cost. I'll give you an example. I am right now giving you a session and it's going to take me almost one hour. Okay? Instead of spending one hour uh, here on this session, I could have spent one hour, uh, uh, for example, in my business and I could have made money. I could have spent one hour in this dunya doing, engaging in some activity and making money. But I cannot do that because I've chosen to give this session one hour. So my opportunity cost is what I have lost. If I calculate that instead of spending one hour here, where I'm not getting anything, I'm not getting any money, I'm not getting any fame, I'm getting nothing. 
instead of spending one hour here, I could have, uh, uh, I could have worked, I could have done some extra uh, job, and I could have made, let's say, uh, $500. My opportunity cost of being here in this session is $500. I'm losing $500 because I chose to be here. That's what opportunity cost is. And the nafs loves to uh, make sure that that opportunity cost is, is the lowest possible. So chase dunya so much that you are maximizing the gains from dunya, you are minimizing your losses. Okay? Now the problem with deen and dunya, the problem with uh, chasing Allah and chasing dunya, is that every time you compare, every time you want to do jihad, every time you want to do struggle in the cause of Allah, the opportunity cost will be very, very, very high. Every time you want to chase dunya, the opportunity cost will be very, very low. So, for example, I just told you, right now I'm here in this session. I'm doing it only for the sake of Allah. I'm not getting anything, I'm not getting any money in exchange. I'm doing it for Allah. But what's my opportunity cost? $500. I could have made $500 instead. Let's say the next time I say, okay, I'm not doing a session. I'm going to spend one hour in my business and I'm going to make more money. What's the opportunity cost? The opportunity cost is I could have spent one hour doing my session. So I, 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 if I choose to work in my business, I have to calculate my cost. That, okay, I'm working in my business, I'm making money, but I could have given one session to Islam. Since I'm not doing that, what am I losing? I'm losing zero dollars because in the session, I don't get any money. So can you understand that every time you do jihad, something purely for Allah, you don't get anything. You don't get money. And because you don't get money, the opportunity cost of chasing Allah is very, very high. Because your nafs says, listen, instead of doing this, you could do something else and you could make money. And the problem is when you chase dunya, the opportunity cost of not chasing Allah is very low. Because jihad, whenever you do something for Allah, it doesn't give you anything anyway. So your nafsul amara, your body automatically says, the opportunity cost is too high. Stop struggling in the cause of Allah. It's a waste of time. You're not getting anything. Chase dunya. You're making a huge mistake. Chase dunya. Right? And the purpose of the pillar of uh, prayer, the purpose of namaz, the reason why salat is a prayer, and by the way, it is the first pillar after Tawheed, when you look at the other four pillars, the one pillar that is constantly mentioned throughout the Quran is Salat. It's prayer, established prayer. What does prayer do? The idea is to change your mindset, change your brain, and it tries to tell your brain, stop calculating opportunity cost. That's what prayer does. So I'm in my business, I, uh, for instance, let's say I, I'm working with a customer, I'm about to make a lot of money, and suddenly I hear the azan. What am I supposed to do? Leave everything. Okay, leave that client. You have to leave that customer, and you, and you have to go run and do your prayer. Now what is that teaching me? At that moment, the opportunity cost of doing prayer is so high because I could have worked with that client that client might have bought something for $300. I could have made $300. I can do my prayer after 15 minutes. Who cares? 
But what the Azan is teaching you is that no, stop calculating, stop thinking about opportunity cost, stop thinking about money, run to Allah. That's the purpose of Azan, that's the purpose of prayer. That's why even when you do your prayer, if you don't have focus in your namaz, it doesn't matter. If you're doing your salat and you're thinking about all kinds of other things, try and focus. But if you cannot focus, it's okay, it doesn't matter. What's important is that you told your brain, you told your nafsul amara, I am not chasing dunya. I am not going to calculate opportunity cost. I am going for Allah. Even though the opportunity cost of going for Allah is so high right now, I'm still going to do it. That's the point of prayer. That's why we have prayer five times a day. That's why if you're doing prayer just once a day, it's not enough. That's why if you're doing prayers just two or three times a day, it's not enough. The point of five-time prayers is that after every few hours, you hear the azan, and it's supposed to be a wake-up call, stop thinking about opportunity cost, run towards Allah. If you cannot do that, if you cannot establish your pillar of namaz, your pillar of prayer, that means your brain, your nafs is always thinking about opportunity cost. It's always thinking about money. It's always thinking about dunya. You've not been able to control it. And if you cannot establish your prayer, then I promise you, eventually a time will come, you will give up fasting, you will give up zakat, you will not even care about hajj. Because fasting involves opportunity cost. You're hungry and you're thirsty, and you could have enjoyed a great meal, that's the opportunity cost. The only reason you're not doing it is because Allah said don't do it. You will never, give, you will find it hard to give out in zakat. You will try to minimize the amount you give out in zakat because opportunity cost is high, right? The nafs says, why are you giving out to the poor? Use this money, save it in a bank and, and make so much more money, right? If you cannot control that, that nafsul amara, that opportunity cost, you will stop giving out zakat. Hajj will become impossible because you'll say, hajj is so difficult. Why would I stand in the heat on the day of Arafat when I can just relax in a hotel? It doesn't make sense. So opportunity cost, namaz is the first out of the four pillars. It is the pillar that is constantly mentioned. Allah doesn't say try and do it. Allah doesn't say, okay, fine, just do one. Okay, fine, just do two. Allah says, establish your prayer. This pillar is very, very important. That's why Allah says, establish it. If this pillar breaks, then zakat, fasting, hajj, these pillars will also break and your building of Islam will collapse. So what I want you all to understand is the pillars of Islam, we all have memorized them. We all know, okay, it's Tawheed, fasting, Zagat, so on. We all have memorized it. What's the purpose? Why are they called pillars? You cannot have a relationship with Allah if you are not abiding by the pillars of Islam. That's why Allah called them pillars. He's helping you. He knows that your mind and your nafsul amara thinks about opportunity cost. He knows that they always think about money, wealth, what am I losing, what could I gain, what could I have done instead. There's no way you can win this. It's, the nafs always tells you, think about yourself. Allah says, no, think about, think about my creation. Think about the poor. Think about the stranger and the neighbor. The nafs says, no. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.